Yo, what's going on everybody? It is 3 p.m. here in New Vienna. That means it's time for another live stream. Thanks everybody for tuning in today on this Saturday, October 3rd, 2020. How's everybody doing? Today is a bit of a cold and overcast day, although a little bit warmer than yesterday, but uh, still a little bit dreary nonetheless. I'm happy though that uh, even though it was kind of supposed to rain all day today, we were able to find a gap in the weather and we took the girls out for a little hike on the trails. We went up to uh, Backbone uh, State Park and uh, did some of the trails out there and uh, got the girls to burn off a little bit of energy. So that's definitely a plus. And my daughter got kind of like got impatient with waiting for like me, my wife and the baby. And so uh, she took it upon herself to like run up ahead on the trail and then run back and then if she could find like a little loop she would run like a little loop over and over again so i think that i got her hiking shoes i think i might need to get her trail running shoes and i think i might be able to find those in her size she's eight years old so i feel like she's probably just at the size where she might be able to get some but i guys i think i might have a trail runner on my hands I gotta tell you, she has like endless energy though. So like, uh, I gotta figure out some way to like tire her out. And I'm thinking I might just put her on the trails and see how that goes. All right. Um, let's see who's here. We got Chris out here listening in for today. Martha's here. Innes. I don't know if you guys saw Innes is um, Instagram uh, earlier today, but Pip and Innes ran into some sheep. I think sheep, rams, sheep. I think those were sheep. Uh, while they were out today, and that looked like a super fun situation. Uh, Philip Bourne's here, Rain Runner, awesome, good to see you guys. Chris McLean, uh, very cool. JC says, Howdy. Luz Becerra says, Yo, what's going on? And Jody says, Good day. CV76 is here as well, Soul Brother, Dave Sinclair, Pete G1980. Pete G asks, Kofuzi, how's it going? Uh, things are going well for me today. I feel like I had a breakthrough on the bike today. I didn't hate it. And I rode for like an hour and 20 minutes today. So not like the oh, super long ride, but it felt like, hey, you know what? This isn't bad. I think tomorrow I'm going to go for another two, like a two hour ride. It's been, it'll be the longest ride that I've gone on since the time that I like totally miscalculated how long it would take me to get up to Colesburg and back. So I don't know that I'll do the Colesburg route. Um, although if I'm going for two hours, I might as well try it. Last time it took me two and a half hours to do it, but I think I can maybe get it in the two hour range now. So I'm uh, feeling good about that. I also did run this morning before the bike. Um, I was very um, optimistic and hoping to run the Vasky route, which is about seven miles and change. But I had a mile three, I was like, mm, knee still acting a little bit funny. So uh, I did the regular, like the new Vienna loop, which is a five mile loop. But I felt good on that, and then I had, you know, an hour and, like, 20 minutes on the bike. So I felt like not bad, not a bad day today. So I'm feeling overall pretty good. Uh, I've been doing a little bit more targeted, like, muscle massage. Um, yeah, and and my wife last week went – she actually went back to Chicago because we had, like, some male issues that she had to take care of. She was there for, like, overnight and then came back. I didn't go with her because we wanted to – minimize any risk of getting in contact with people but she also got a whole bunch of like of our stuff too that we would need like warmer weather clothes um thicker mittens uh longer pants and also my foam roller so i've got my foam roller back 
So I've been doing some foam rolling too, and I just feel like that's been better. I've been doing some different exercises as well, some wall sits, some Bulgarian squits, split squats, which is a tongue twister. So like overall, I'm feeling very optimistic. And I think that like I'm in the right direction. I'm like, I've been watching a lot of like physical therapy videos <clears throat> and like really thinking about like what are my symptoms, trying to be a little very specific about like where is my pain feel, when do I feel it, how does it, you know. So I'm trying to really track it down and do the best that I can without going to a physical therapist to kind of self-diagnose myself. I'm feeling really good. Um, still not pain-free, but I feel like progress or at least the illusion of progress. So maybe some placebo effect will help my knee. Either way, we'll see. Something to do. Um, David Prabhu is here, says, hey, Kofuzi. Steve says, hi, everyone. Jody says, running with your daughter. Welcome to the best running years. Remember to enjoy it as I grow up so fast. Yeah, I I mean, I, I've been kind of trying to avoid it because I don't want to push her into it. I really want her to do other team sports and then come into lading, running like later, you know, kind of like a collateral attack maybe if she eventually wants to but I, she she seems to really want to do it and she just has this like endless energy that i think that i'm going to see and find see if i can find her some running shoes um to do that and i think the best thing to do would be to get her like in some trails because then i think that like you know she has the tendency to run like a well she's eight and she has a tendency to run like an eight-year-old which is as fast as possible and I think if I put her on some trails where there's uphill and downhill, it'll kind of like help keep her attention a little bit longer, but also maybe like we'll encourage her to like temper her enthusiasm a little bit with the hills. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But um, I think it'll be pretty fun to run with her. I love riding my bike with her. And so I think tomorrow we're going to go for a family bike ride. But I also just love riding the bike with her. And it's been it's been good. Like being a parent of an eight-year-old is pretty good, I got to say. A four-year-old is also great. I love that age as well. So, like, things are pretty good in that direction. Um, Danny J says, I love split squats. Um, squid squats. Uh, yeah, split squats. I'm trying them. Um, I've never, I mean, I guess I'm kind of doing them already because I do a lunge and then I do a reverse lunge. And then the Bulgarian split squat kind of feels like not like a mixture of the two in a way. So um yeah and it says kafuzi your daughter seems to be very comfortable on the trails what a great age to get into running yeah i think um yeah today she like hopped on to like a tree like a big giant tree trunk and it was pretty like it was enough that she could like stand on like the side of the trunk a little uh, stand on the side of the trunk but it was still like very tilted um and then she like did some yoga she was like dad i'm doing a tree pose on a tree how about that and i was like there you go there you go so she likes it out there she really does seem to like it out on the trails. And so um, I had to kind of like pull her aside and be like, hey, I know you really want to go running. We'll go running sometime. But like we're on a family hike, so we got to stay with the family right now. So, um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I'm, I'm liking it. Uh, CL Furlong's here, but it says he can't stick around. Off to do his 16.5K before the day kicks off here in Melbourne. It says have a good one, mate. And folks, well, good luck. Have a good run out there. De Silva's here too. Good to see you. Uh, Louis Montiel says hi from Minnesota. What's going on? Uh, Steve says, did you see Seth's video just having fun doing a 5K? It came in at 15.32. Don't often see on Strava. Average pace 4.xx minutes per mile. Yeah, that's pretty intense. That's crazy. Uh, I saw that he did a 5K time trial. I actually didn't know what his 5K kind of time would be, but that's a that's a fast 
5K. Crazy. Crazy insane. Yes, Eric the Red says, Seth is fast. He sure is. Chris McLean says, my daughter is eight and loves cross country. Maybe we should get her out on the trails. Yeah, go for it. I mean, I mean, I don't know if it's bad for her or good for her, but I just feel like yeah, you're just getting her outside. I think it's going to be easy on her developing bones to be on the trails than it would be to be like on pavement to run with me like on the roads and stuff. So that's kind of like where I'm, where, where I'm thinking about that. It's like another reason why I want to keep her like on softer surfaces. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Lewis M says, yo, first time watching via desktop. What's that? Is it different? Is it very different? Mm. I was watching yesterday. I was watching the uh, the run experience had a uh, live stream like right after this one yesterday. So I checked in over there. I saw some of you guys over there, too. It was good to see you guys. Um, and I was watching it on a desktop uh, on this laptop here. And um, that was pretty cool. It's pretty cool to watch. Um, it was very weird to not feel like I had to answer all the questions. Though I kept feeling like, oh, no, I'm not. This is not my live stream. I'm not going to answer all those questions. So I was just like, I'm here just to listen. And so that was kind of fun. That's nice. Um, and it says the Speedgoat 3s may have come to their limit today, he thinks. 460 miles in. I think they've had their day. Oh, that's a lot of miles. Wow. Um, yeah. Oh, Danny J says that Seth did it in Skechers. Ooh, interesting. Uh, who would have thought 15 years ago that Skechers would be laying down 15-minute uh, 5Ks? Well, I mean... Cheserek runs them in faster than 15.32 for sure, right? So, I mean, yeah, Skechers' performance definitely can hold it up. I mean, what's weird is that, like, um, you know, everyone gives Skechers' performance a hard time, including myself. No one gave them a harder – maybe not no one, but one of the people that gave them the hardest time was me, and it probably still is me to a large extent. But, I mean, like, the people that they have running – like, the, the pros that they have running in their shoes – are so fast, like Cheserek and, and Meb before him, that, like, the shoes that they designed for them are, are kind of unrunnable for, like, normal human beings. So, like, the shoe that, like, Meb would run his marathons in, like, normal people can't even run in that in a half marathon. But, like, Meb can, you know? So it's, like, it's really weird. It's just an upside-down world right now. Uh, Nathan Radniff says, you should make a video on your hat collection. It's not that great. I'm wearing the same hat as yesterday. Uh, it's mostly trucker hats. Um, that's pretty much it, but maybe, maybe, uh, J Mike says, yo, checking in, raised $3,000 and crushed the ride. He did 112 miles yesterday, plus a little extra in the bag. Well, great work. We got to get, where's the cowbell? We got to get the cowbell going for that. Good job. That is so much money. Wow. Great job, Remy. Uh, and 112 miles too. That's a long bike ride. I I mean I'm I'm trying to do like a 20 mile bike ride, and we'll see it. I think I think I will do the the Colesburg route, which is about it's a little bit more like just a hair over 20 miles. I'm gonna try that tomorrow on on my bike. I will make sure to pump the tires too. I think my tires are getting very low on pressure. And we'll do. I'm gonna. I think I'm ready for it. I think I've gotten in like the seat time that I can. I'm. I'm ready for like. Hopefully, it takes. Yeah, it should take me about two hours. I'm gonna be spent after that, but it's gonna be my workout for the week. I think two hours on a bike. Um. And Chris McLean has a great question for Ennis. What is he gonna replace his speed goats with? Hmm. Uh. Right. 
Matthew Lucas says, looking for a good semi-waterproof shell, got running any uh, semi-waterproof shell for running, any recommendations? Uh, let's see, what am I running in that's waterproof right now? I don't think I have anything that's waterproof right now. I like shoes that are Gore-Tex. I think it depends. Uh, I mean, the you're either going to be looking at kind of like winterized shoes, weatherized shoes, um, or Gore-Tex shoes. Uh, and mostly, the, a lot of times they're in the trail running category. So uh, one that I think is, I don't think I've seen, have I seen one? Is it out yet? Last year, there was a peg trail Gore-Tex. Um, and I feel like that's going to be a great option for a lot of people. That's going to be waterproof because it's going to have Gore-Tex on it. Um, whereas like waterproof as like a trail shoe can be, I guess. And then uh, like Gore-Tex is what normally what I look for when I'm looking for water protection. If it's warm where you are though, you know, then I look for things that drain well, but if it's cold when you're going to be using this, then I want, you know, that Gore-Tex shell. Uh, Hoka makes the Challenger ATR in a Gore-Tex version. The Challenger 5 did anyway. Uh, is that their only Gore-Tex shoe though? I'm not sure about that. Um, yeah, so th that's kind of where I would look. I'm I am not ready quite yet to be looking at a lot of the waterproof and like Gore-Tex options. They only usually start to come out like early mid to early to mid October from what I see, but um, it's something that I will be keeping an eye out for more in the future. All right, Luis Becerra says he just got his SL20s to 100 miles today. Wow, he says they still feel like new. Awesome. Great job with the SL20s. Um, all right, Danny J's heading out. Good to see you. Uh, all right. Let's see what else we got. Um, Meredith Rosemans here says, Hey, Co, back on today. Trying to choose between the next new pair of shoes, Saucony Triumph or New Balance Beacon version 2. Uh, I think both, both of those shoes are great. Um, I think the Saucony Triumph is like a marvel in that it's a max cushion shoe that feels like you're running in a daily trainer. So it's quite incredible. It has a hint of stability if you like that kind of thing. Uh, the New Balance Beacon 2 does not have the hint of stability. I feel like it feels like a much lighter shoe. It reminds me in a lot of respects of the Hoka Rincon, where the Rincon reminds me of the Beacon because the Beacon did come first. Um, but it's lower to the ground and it can handle long slow miles but it's super versatile so you can do those slow miles with it but you can also pick up the pace and when you get up on the toes of that beacon too it's super exciting so i think it would depend really like what you're looking for if you're looking for something that's more in the uh, in like kind of like soaking up longer miles both are going to be good but i'd lean to the triumph if you're looking for a little bit more versatility i'd go for the beacon too so that's kind of how it's split it up um all right Steve says, I wish I'd worn my Peg Gore-Tex today instead of the Nova Blast and very soggy feet. Ooh, sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah. Alex C says, hey, Kofuzi just finished a recovery run after hiking up slash running down a 14er yesterday. Very cool. Really looking forward to being a couch potato today. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Exciting. Exciting. I'd like to do that at some point in my life. I want to have one of those videos where uh, I'm standing on top of a mountain and I don't see anything but clouds, like like but just like the floor of clouds around. Like I want to have a video like that. I think that'd be pretty cool. 
something on my like uh, I don't like the word bucket list, but you know, one on my to do list, I guess. Um, Chris McLean says it's very wet today in the UK and hopes it's better for the London Marathon tomorrow. Yeah, I think I've been hearing that it might be wet out, and I don't know. I, it'll be interesting to see, like. If it's just wet out, I think that it'll be good, if not better, for the runners, depending on the temperatures. But if it's, like, windy, then I think it's going to change the race up quite a bit. Quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, not really. Hank Aaron says, did you get altitude sickness above the clouds? Um, I don't know. I don't I don't think so. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. Does that happen? I mean, I'm sure it can if you're very, very high up. But, like, from, I mean, being at the top of a 14er, I mean, I guess the highest elevation I've ever been at, like, running-wise, has been, like, 9,000 feet, I think. Yeah, maybe 75, somewhere between 7,500 and 9,000 is the highest I've ever been. Um, I was definitely winded because I was running up a mountain. But I don't feel like it was, and you know, the, the oxygen is very different, but I don't feel like it was something that I was that concerned with. Granted, the difference between 9,000 and 14 is definitely very different. But I think that even at the 9,000, depending on, like, the clouds, you know, you could have clouds way below you still at 9,000. GJ, I think, that's how I understand it, right? GJ says, storms and weather warnings here in UK this weekend. Oh, man. And, and it says it's going to be looking very wet in northeast Scotland. Ooh, so it could be just like a, a grumpy storm. Oh, I you know what I need to spend more time looking at like the uh, like the like the competitor list. I don't really know who else is in there, or who else I would even know. But I think though that with uh, Bekele out, I don't think that I'm going to stay up to watch it. I'm going to record it and then stream the recording in the morning. And to, and that's like a time where I really wish that like um, you know I had like a treadmill or that exercise bike back here. Because then I could just watch it, like wake up and watch it while I exercised. That'd be fun. But I have my own, like, I guess, hill to climb tomorrow where I'll be doing my, trying to do a two-hour ride again and see how that goes. But, um, yeah, yeah, I'm very keen to see, to watch the race. Like, here, here's the thing, and I've been, I've been, I, here's what I really wish that they would do. I wish that there was a way that when you did marathon coverage, and I think they should do this with all sports as well. Um, I understand that there's like, you know, production reasons why they can't do it. But like, I, I wish that there were a way that like, if you were watching a major event that you could pick like the camera feed that you were looking at or look at it in like tile view and see like eight different cameras. And then, Oh, if you want to see that, then like pick camera three. Like, I wish that there were a way you could do that. I think it'd be really fantastic for football. I was hoping that we would see something like that for basketball this year, since they're in a, like a fanless scenario so they could have many more cameras on the floor at once and then just run all those feeds and then if you were like you know what let's say i'm a, a wide receiver and i just want to see what the wide receivers are doing boom camera five let's say i'm a lineman and i only care what the defensemen like linemen are doing camera 12 you know like i just think that that should be a thing it's 2020 we should have that by now i'd love to be able to watch a marathon race and be like leaders and then look at this like follow pack and then let's say there's certain other people that I want to look for, right? Um, you know, because let's say I want to follow like Sarah Hall. And maybe she's not in the lead pack or maybe she is, but maybe she's not. 
boom, I could pick, you know, a different, like, camera angle. That's what I would love to see. I think that would be really expensive to do, probably, and that's probably why it's not being done. But I just think that, like, it would make it more interesting to watch than, rather than, like, whatever they're feeding us, you know. Or they need to do a better job of feeding us the marathon when we're watching it. Uh, Stephen Gersdorf says, I wish there was a marathon diamond league. I, I completely agree with you. I wish that there was like a circuit of like half marathon and marathons. Like, I think it should be like, just like, just those two events. Um, and it goes through a city like 16, but I mean, how do you do that? You know, a diamond league for marathons. Cause it's like, even like the, um, what is like the Abbott, what, what do they have a league for it? Where like the Abbott world majors, you get points for winning. Like if you win two, then you win like the competition but it's like how many more can you run than two that's why i feel like maybe the half marathon would be a way to do that um or maybe we need to bring in like the 15k as a distance you know we have 5ks 10ks and 15ks i think you could probably run race a lot of 15ks in a circuit it would be you know i think something i don't know i just wish this is a better way to look at more to see more um long distance runners in a format that is um you know more like a season rather than just like a couple of races i don't know but i'm with you steven um yeah martha says kofu that's a great idea for interactive tv yeah and not really hank aaron says camera angle is everything yeah like we were talking about the other day like you need to be able to show the the runners in a way and not just head on like that's the worst angle because you don't get a sense for how fast they're going. But make sure that we always get a sense for speed. We need a sense of scale no matter what. And so I just I would love to be able to like be able to pick different angles and then you know I don't know because I just think that even if you did that for like as a test run with certain like a small demographic almost like kind of like focus grouping, then you can also figure out what angles do people like, right? And you can even like see like which angles does like the casual observer like. Which angle does like the running fanatic like, you know, and then put that together for your other races and be like, hey, we need a lot of like side angles, like looking at them at a 45 degree angle. And then we need a lot from like just the side, you know, I don't know. That's just I think there's it's a spectacular sport. It's just super boring to watch on TV. You know, um, Soul Brother says this exists, player cams, etc. Does it really? Is it widely available, though? How, how do you do that? Like, I think I'd probably watch more football. I probably wouldn't watch more football. Um, but I think a lot of people would watch more football if they could do that. But it's not, like, something you could do, like, the entire, like, game, right? I feel like that's something that needs to be available. Um, not really. Hank Aaron says you should do a pole vaulting video. I'd love to get back out there in a pit and try it, doing it again. It would, it would, I probably would need several sessions before I was ready to actually, like, take a full run at it. I need to, like, relearn everything. Um, Jody says, 10K, 10-mile, 10 and a half series. That way you can get more events in. Yeah, I just, uh, I would love to see more of it. I would like to see more of, like, a um, like continuity. Uh, I mean, even if, like, I mean, the other way to do it is, like, to take the different events and, and like, it doesn't have to be one company. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, all right, well, rock and roll already has, like, so many events so it's going to be we have to use that it could just be like 
you pick this event's really great in in Pittsburgh because it's super hilly and challenging, and this event's great over here because it's at altitude. This event's great because it's flat and fast. You know, I just feel like pick and just like kind of you know I don't know like a world majors, but just not world majors, but something that you could do still every year. I don't know. I think it'd be fun. <laughs> not really. Hank Aaron says runners should have chest cams like police do. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty funny. I don't think that any of the elites would ever do that, except for Seth. Frank Lohler says they need to get that drone camera more AI so they can just follow you along and do the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I would love to be a drone pilot um, so they could have, like, the the truck in front of the runners, but then they should also have, a like, another guy uh, with a drone and just following the runners along, too, and give us, give us that angle. I just think that they'd be great. I don't know. There's, I just feel like there's a lot of fun things that could happen. I mean, I, I'm not considering at all what the cost of execution of all this stuff is. Like, yes, drone cameras are fun, but to be able to put drone cameras in a way that broadcasts live on a television feed via satellite, like, and there's, like, so many technological hurdles there. But, I mean, like, that's what I'd like to see. Uh, Soul Brother says, I've seen it. Um, talking about the player cams. Maybe it's a European thing, but some sportscasts have red button option where you choose your view, player, leader versus chasing pack, etc. That's what I want. I want to see that. I've never seen it before. I mean, the only races that I've watched are basically on NBC Sports. Um, And, uh, or like just a regular like marathon coverage where it lasts like two hours and like 35, two hours, maybe 40 minutes. And most of the time you get the leader, unless the leader's like way far out, and then you get the chase pack most of the time, you know, and then you get some reaction from the crowd, and then you see some of the times when they go to their bottle stations, and then back to the leader, you know, it's kind of like pretty predictable and not that exciting, but. Um, (laughs) JG says, GJ says, I like the YouTube video showing regular people uh, on a treadmill trying to run at Kipchoge's marathon pace. Yeah, I think that's super funny. <laughs> Martha says, Mike, have you seen that genius Swedish pole vaulter? I don't I don't think so. I'm not sure. Hmm. <laughs> and it says, Kofuzi does athletics video. Steeplechase and pole vaulting for starters. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe I can find a way to get it back into pole vaulting. That'd be weird. I don't. I yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That seems like uh, not that prudent of a thing to do at at my at my age, I guess. But because um, it's been twenty years since I pole vaulted, but I don't know. Hmm. Stephen Gersdorf says you're forgetting the one most exciting point. When the pack gets dropped, and many times in coverage, they're at commercial when the moment occurs. Yeah, why is that, right? The moves are always, like, never caught on camera. It's always like, and it's like you're, you're watching, and it's like, oh, look at this. Like, this is a giant pack, 15 people. And then you come back from commercial break, and someone has made a move, and no one was able to respond to that. Like, ugh. They can't, like, instant replay that and bring it back and just show me, like, the moment? Because we were only gone at commercial break for, like, two and a half minutes so like at most you're showing 
two and a half minutes of replay. Show, show me that. I want to see that move. I want to see if anyone tried to follow along. And if so, how long? And when did they drop off? I don't know. Mm. Frank Lillier says, my shoulders hurt just thinking about pole vaulting. <laughs> Which it shouldn't, though. Your shoulders are supposed to be really flexible. Like the, the force goes up above up and above your head and your your shoulders work like as a spring. So it should you're not supposed to be jar it's not supposed to be jarring at all. I I, I learned that the very hard way. I had, I had a lot of lower back pain in high school. I didn't really have a good um I had a good pole ball coach, but he only came once a week. And it says the benefits of the BBC, no ad breaks. Oh really? Oh, wow, I want to see the I want. I would love to see like the BBC's feed of the London Marathon. Then, hmm. huh. Diet Ali's here. Diet Ali, Diet Ally, Diet Ali. That says hi everyone. Uh, I'm Chris. Yeah, says Co. You should pitch an adult track and field field competition movie to Will Ferrell, Ben Stiller, kind of like dodgeball type vibe. Okay, back to work. Um. I I think it'd be kind of fun. I think, like, the funnier version of that would be if we had non-elites competing, like, give one lane in every competition to a non-elite. And it was, like, an Olympics movie. And so, it was, like, you would call it, like, B-team. You know what I mean? And so, like, as a measure of trying to gain more interest in the Olympics, the U, like, the Olympic Committee has assembled a crew of regular people, you know? And I feel like that'd be a great movie. And so you first you watch them like trying to train and figure it out, and then they have to try to compete and stuff. I don't know. That's where I think that movie goes. I don't think it'd be that. In I don't know how interesting it would ultimately be, but I just want to see regular people at compete against Olympians. Again, it's context. You need scale. How fast are they really going? Hmm. Dr. Funk, 1216, says, Are you getting excited about the London Marathon? Bummer that Bekele is out. I was rooting hard for him because his training videos, he's running in peg 36s. Oh, is he really? Not 37s? He's all about one generation back. Peg 36s and, and X percents, not 37s and alpha flies. I mean, that's amazing. Um, but maybe that's why his, uh, what was it, his calf? Maybe that's why his calf wasn't holding up. Um... I, I am and I'm not just because I'm like it's without a minute it's not as exciting but I also feel like it's pretty star-studded isn't it I felt like the comp the, the field was pretty thick um so uh, I I am and I'm not I think I'll, yeah I'm gonna spend a lot of today trying to read up a little bit and trying to get you know a little bit more into it and I've got to make sure that I program it on the v on the DVR. Steven Gerzer says, if marathon became a big-time American sport, they'd stop the runners every few minutes for, for commercial timeouts. Maybe we should be thankful it remains a niche sport. That'd be funny. Okay, well, like, no, I don't think they would because they don't do that for NASCAR. What do they do in NASCAR? They, they go to commercial break, but they still show you, like, the commercials come on, but you still see the race, like, in the corner, right? Isn't that what happens? Well, I trying to think of the last time i watched a nascar race on tv i mean i never because i never watched one in real life i went to the indy 500 one year that was pretty amazing but i never seen a nascar race but i my, my father-in-law watches it um 
but I'm trying to think of what what happens during the commercial breaks because they don't stop, you know. So, but yeah, so I think we'd be all right even in that in that situation. And I'm trying to think back at the marathon trials that was on regular NBC, wasn't it? And I think for that they still had some sort of feed going on even next to the commercial. So I think that's that like that should be the future of it. Soul Brother says the BBC feed is good, but it always has problems with the motorbike camera because of the high buildings disrupting the signal. Oh, always drops out and breaks up. Maybe this year in the park it'll be better. Yeah, I mean the park that it's at—that's the park. That's where that's where the Queen is, right? Is it that park? Is it? So like she's been able to watch the whole race, if she were so inclined. Is that? Or, or am I wrong on that? Hmm. Um. Martha says, Kofuz, you have the cinematic skills to make a movie, so make that non elite one. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I would have to recruit some elites though. So maybe we can make it like a YouTube uh a YouTuber's extravaganza. We'll get Seth in there, uh Sage, we'll get uh Athlete Special, maybe uh uh Emma Abrahamson, get like actual elites, and then um and then I could be the one to compete in a in a crazy meet against them somehow. That'd be fun. Um, Carrie S says, "At what mileage point do you bring something to drink for your run?" Um, I think it depends on when it is. In the summertime, I'll bring something with me uh, at about if I'm going to run like seven or eight miles or more, um, or if I'm going to run an, an, an hour. Uh, in the winter time, I probably wouldn't think to bring anything unless i'm going to be running for to drink unless i'm going to be running for more than like an hour and a half i'll just bring a gel that is a little bit more liquidy and so like because that way it still kind of feels like i'm staying hydrated but i i fully recognize that like i've definitely raced in cooler temperatures and have gotten burned because i haven't been taking on enough fluid because i didn't feel thirsty so um I think probably the better answer is, you know, if you're going to be running 8 to 10 miles, you should probably bring something to drink. Um, or if you're going to be running for more than an hour, you should probably bring something to drink. But I usually don't unless it's more than an hour and a half. That being said, so like tomorrow I'm going to go for probably run for 5 miles and then bike for 2 hours. So it'll be about 2 hours and 45 minutes total. I'll probably run um, without bringing water with me, eat a gel, when I stop back at the house to get the bike, probably like drink coffee if I'm going to be honest with myself and then bring a couple gels with me for the bike ride. Now that I'm thinking about it, I should probably make sure I drink like a bunch of like Gatorade or something instead of coffee. But thanks for making me think of that. But yeah, so I think, you know, about an hour is usually that's I go by time in terms of um, thinking about hydration. Um, Daniel says thoughts on barefoot slash minimal running shoes. Uh, I personally, I'm, I'm not, I'm not into it. Um, I think it's great if you're, you know, running, you know, 5k or less regularly, if that's like your regular run, I think it's probably fine, if not good for you. Um, but for me, I just, I, I like having cushion underneath my feet. Um, so I'm just not that into it i am very intrigued by it all the time like there's a in, there's like a intellectual draw to that concept 
frequently. Like, I totally get all the arguments for it. But, like, it's one of the things where it's like, okay, 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 okay. So do you want to try minimalist running? Nope. So it's like, yeah, I follow the argument. It just it doesn't appeal to me. Lots of people do it, and they do great with it, but not, I don't know. Um, Martha says, has anyone else experienced a small race where they stop the runners as opposed to the cars at an intersection? It's the worst. I have experienced that. The, um, well, I think we've had some conversations here where there have been half marathons where if you don't beat the train, they don't stop the train. So if you don't beat the train, you have to wait for the train to pass before you can finish running like your half marathon. But uh, the turkey trot out here is supposed to be, it's quote unquote, turkey trot 5K. It's a run at the um, local high school, Western Dubuque High School, where my wife uh, and all her siblings went to high school and where my nieces and nephews go to high school. And uh, it's run by like the student council and um, sometimes either a wrestling coach or the, or the track coach will kind of like take the lead for the day. Uh, well, it's really not clear all the time who's in charge. But you run out in the city of Epworth, and they at least get – last year there was a cop out there. And um, the cop puts his truck out there. he got the lights on. And uh, if cars are coming, he stops the runners, lets the cars go through, and then tells the runners to go. So, But it's not really a race. You just run from, like, the school to, to – from, from the high school to, the like, the elementary school and back. And so, like, that's kind of it. It's closer. It's not a 5K. It's closer to, like, like maybe two and a half miles or so. So it's it's, it's quite a bit short. But, um, you know, everyone brings a can of food, and then they donate all the food. So it's pretty fun. But, yeah, they definitely stop the runners and not the cars. <laughs> Even though the entire race is, like, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, you know? So it's, like, um, I guess, like, I guess there aren't really a lot of ways to divert people, though. In, in these towns there's not a lot of roads so maybe they have to let it go you know uh, let's see franklin Hoover says last year i was at a race around an airport and they said they might have to stop people for planes whoa that's weird that's really weird Not really Hank Aaron says, Magwag in a Kofuzi movie. Love interest. <laughs> uh, well, I think Magwag is going to be in a movie, though, but she's in Jamie's movie. Uh, yeah. Mm. Let's see. Um, Stephen Gersdorf says, speaking of movies, have you seen Jamie's uh, Olympic trial mini film of Meg running a mile trial? It was very well done and totally not pretentious. Um, uh did i see that i was there i was at that event um at that mile run i i i don't I can't remember if jamie used any of my footage and i sent him a bunch of clips that i sent um but yeah i was at that event it was it was pretty cool i don't remember if i saw his video i know like is that the one where he sent like he made the trailer for the video and that's what it was because i've seen that he made a trailer for like this documentary that's still kind of like in the works i don't remember Ben Eng is here, just dropping in for a few minutes to say hi. Has an early night before virtual London tomorrow. Cool. Yeah, I think I think uh, congrats, go, good luck to all the people that are going to be running uh, the virtual London tomorrow. I think that's pretty cool. Um, be safe out there. But yeah, I've been seeing a lot of like the flat runners, like the flat light 
I think in Europe they call them flat lays. In the U.S., people tend to call them flat runners, but I've been seeing that, and I love watching, looking at people's flat runners. I'm just so curious as to like, oh, how many gels are they bringing? Uh, oh, those that arm sleeves? You know, like I love just like seeing that. Frank Lahulier says, water bottle on the bike should be a no-brainer. You know, the bike that I have doesn't have a water bottle cage on it, and I don't know how to put a water bottle. I mean, do you just drill a hole in the bike? Because I've, I've, I have a cage, and I have a bike. But the bike doesn't have like the whole like the mounts things for the water bottle cage. So does that mean I just get like a screwdriver, like and like tap a hole and just drill into it? Is that how that works? I'm not I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got some of you guys are asking whether Meg Meg Wag runs is Canadian. She is Canadian. Um, Stephen Grossorf, yes, he, he says, yes, I saw the video and I made a comment on it. <laughs> yeah, I could, I couldn't remember. Uh, if it, I, I didn't know if you were talking about like maybe there was a different one that I didn't see. Um, yeah. Run Frankfurt says greetings from Germany. Awesome. What's going on, Run Frankfurt? Let's see. Um, Martha says Remy will answer that about mounting a water bottle cage. And it says, do not drill your bike frame. That's what I thought. I, why would you do? Like, I, I mean, I, I don't know. And Calvin Quant says, just wear a vest while riding. I've done that. That's what I've been doing. I've been wearing my uh, Ultimate Direction vest. And it has front water bottles. And I've been just bringing front water bottles with me on the ride. Because I'm like, I don't know how to put a water bottle cage on this bike. So, so brother says, no, no holes drilling. Come on, man. I, I, how else are you supposed to get a water bottle cage on the bike? If there's no holes already for it, I don't understand. Oh, and it says if there's no bottle, no, if there's no bottle uh, mounts, you can buy wraparound brackets to mount to the cage. Okay, all right, all right. Stephen Gerzer says wear your hydro, hydro pack. That's what I'm gonna do. Run Frankfurt says wear a helmet with two beer cans and a straw attached. I mean, you, it's a helmet, so that's I'm wearing a helmet anyway. So maybe not. Maybe that's not a bad idea. I'm saying. Mm, not really Hank Aaron says duct tape that'll work and my father-in-law is a huge fan of duct tape there's always so much of it so yeah there we go Jody says cable tie them out cable tie is the, is the dream okay says king life tale um, yeah I think I'm just going to wear my vest <laughs> tomorrow um, yeah, yeah Alexi says one item solves two problems that's efficiency talking about the beer, riding with the beer helmet uh, yeah, Stephen Gershoff, there are behind seat mounts triathlon style. I've seen that. That always looks so strange. You just got like, bing, like a little water bottle, like sticking up like that. It just seems like provocative in a way. I just think it looks really odd. But, you know, it's a good, it's a use, it's easier to reach than like down below, right? I, I don't know. I've never, I, I can't remember the last time that I actually reached down for, well, I guess I have because I would on my spin bike. Um, that I had at the apartment, but even then, like I put it in the, the cage a couple of times, but then after that, I was like, this is annoying. So I just put it down like on a, on like a shelf or like a, something near me when I was riding. And so I just, that was easier. So I, I don't know, but I've never like ridden like on the road and had to reach for a bike, uh, for a bottle. 
Soul Brothers says drink holder on the handlebars. <laughs> I mean, I'm riding a mountain bike, a Walmart mountain bike anyway, so maybe not. Mm, Carrie S says serious but gross question. Those are my favorite kind. Um, how do you deal with extra speed in production with the weather getting cooler on a run? I have so much phlegm that I get nauseous at times. Any tips? Uh, snort and spit. Does that not work for you? I mean, I did that a lot today on the bike. It's because it's cold. It's been, today was in the low 40s, but yesterday was in the mid 30s. Tomorrow's going to be in the low, like just barely above freezing by like one degree Fahrenheit. There's going to be like 33 or 34 degrees out tomorrow. So like, it's going to be cold. And yeah, your sinuses get all crazy with, um, I don't know that I would call, is it sputum? I think it's more mucus, but you know, um, you know, so that's what I do. Just spit and make sure you get distance. Because if you're on the bike, if they don't get it right, I feel like I'm going to get it all on my shoulder. So, um, Jody says, get a cycling jersey and put bottles in the back pockets. You know, I'm super jealous or envious of uh, cyclists that they could do that. Like when you're running and you're thinking about like, where am I going to put all these gels? I've got two inch shorts. These gels aren't going to fit in here. I got a phone where I put all that stuff. And then like the, like I remember like last year, I don't remember any from this year because I haven't seen some of my brothers-in-law this year, but like, you know, they'd be going out for a ride and they'd be like, zip, zip, phone, food, you know, I got a sandwich back here. Like there's just like so many pockets on the shirt. I'm like, what a great way to, everything's so reachable like back here. I don't know. I just really like that. I wish they could do that for, for running. <laughs> and it says poop and spit talk. Welcome to the live stream. Yep. That's it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Carrie says, hmm, good tip. I mean, I don't know if it's a good tip, but I just I don't know what else to do. And Martha says, social distance, please, while spinning. Yes, for sure. For sure. You want to make sure you're not anywhere anywhere near anybody when you're doing that. Um, Stevie76 says, Seth doesn't talk, snort, and spit in his live stream. That's true, but I've also, I mean... I guess not on the live stream, but it, I've certainly seen like just stuff dripping out of his nose in his videos. And I've seen him vomit on a video too. So like, you know, it's all real. We just all like kind of like, as approach it, embrace it differently. <laughs> I've never vomited on a video. I don't think I've come close a couple of times with like the dry heaving, but I'm not much of a vomiter as far as running goes. I can't think, I think the last time I vomited during running was probably in high school. Martha says, uh, I think cycling clothes work for running as far as the fabric, if you can find something otherwise appropriate. Hmm. Could, should I try running in a cycling shirt? Hmm, maybe. Uh, Marion Soul 94 says, hello. Which shoes, and she means daily trainers, uh, do you recommend for a person that is kind of starting to run? Uh, the shoes that I recommend most frequently are the Pegasus. This year, Nike has the Pegasus 37. Um, or the Beacon from New Balance. Those, I think, are two great options. Uh, another new shoe this year that I think is a great option is the Asics Nova Blast. So those are probably the three that I would look at first. <laughs> and it says, oh, great, puke now too. Yeah, yeah, we got it. We're getting I mean, they're all kind of this. They're all like bodily functions that happen when you run, right? So is it, um, yeah, is it all that unusual? Alexi says the most relatable part of Kafuzi's time trial videos are the dry heaving afterwards. I mean, I, I include that on purpose 
I just feel like that's I'm 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 not gonna be the guy that like breezes through a run and be like, ha, 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 PR, no problem, and I'm good. No, I mean, uh, if I've raced it hard, I look like I, I look pretty bad at the end, you know. So I feel like everyone, most people do. I feel like that's all part of it, you know. I, um, it reminds me of what was I? I think it was. Oh, it was in a a, a Finn's book. Um, uh, when he ran uh, the Ekaden training, and he was saying that like uh, it's kind of in the Japanese culture, like uh, it's a very reserved culture. But then when it comes to like physical activity, like running, um, you know, they're very like visually expressive. And when it comes to like how much discomfort they're in as runners, and because it's a team sport, he said it's kind of like a way of showing like, yes, I definitely did work hard for the team effort. Even if my time might not be great, I was working hard. I was struggling. There's reasons why it's not great kind of thing. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's something like that. But I just feel like it's important, funny, uh, relevant to include the dry heaving at the end. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Let's do one more. And it says, I went to the HR test with hill sprints and ran until I puked. Then the numbers were one BPM from the 220 minus my age numbers. I could have saved myself a lot of work. <laughs> That's funny. But, you know, on the plus side, then you know, I was like, well, you probably got a, maybe you got a good, I mean, I guess you guys don't know. But, um, you know, at least the number wasn't like super crazy in terms of what your like hill test uh, max HR number was. But that's super funny. Um, but that's crazy that the HR test required you to run until you threw up. That's a lot. Because, uh, I, I mean, I think, well, I mean, I've done an 8, I did a, recently did an 8K time trial and a 5K time trial. I feel like from there I can kind of pick out what my max HR is by looking at some of the later stages of that race. Probably the 5K would be a better one to look at because I feel like at the 8K, there was a period right after the 5K mark I not wasn't coasting, but like I just definitely didn't mentally have it in me to keep pushing. So maybe that 5K. But I think at that 5K, I might have like, like you know, blipped up it to like 183 or so. But I think like the max HR number is probably closer to 181. That's I think where I'm at. Let me see. Which is 220 minus 40 is 180. So there. I guess that's where it is. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to leave it for today. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, for everyone running the virtual London Marathon tomorrow, good luck to you. Uh, for everyone else, uh, hope you have a good weekend. Tomorrow I'll have a video up in the morning and compare the photo capabilities of the GoPro Hero 8 versus the 9 and see if the 9's great new 20 megapixel photo capturing capability is worth it or if it's just marketing. And then we'll do another live stream in the afternoon, same time, 3 p.m. Central. Hopefully I see you there. In the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.